I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. CJ. Yo, what's up? Do you hate women? <laughs> so much. Dude, women are the worst. They're just objects. They are, they're just objects. And they either are naggy and terrible or fucking sluts, oh, dude. You know, I, I, I didn't expect this to come from a woman, but man, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I hate women. I hate them. They never want to have sex with me. I hate them. Give me a Terrible. man. Terrible. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Are you being serious or am I being serious? <laughs> uh, all men are trash. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. And especially um, if the man is from 2007. Especially if the man is from 2007 and is played by Chris Rock. In the 2007 romantic comedy film, I think I hate my wife. That's Or I big... think I love my wife. It's I think I love my wife. It is. It is I think I love my wife. And I want to say, Alexa, it's a big stress, a big air quotes for romantic and comedy and yes. film, I would even say. Yes. It's it a stretch more... for all of them. It was more of an experience that just washes over you and you just feel unchanged afterwards. This was the movie equivalent of a bowl of raisin brand. But yes. instead of raisins, it was chalk? Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, how dare you insult raisin brand in this way? Because I actually freaking love raisin brand. But raisin brand with with chalk brand. Chalk brand? Yeah. Not into that. Yeah. You got to respect that Raisin Brand is the bland cereal, even whether you like it or not. Like, don't get me wrong. I can enjoy a bowl. I will never willingly choose it, but it is the bland cereal, is it not? I would say Corn Flakes is more of the bland cereal. Are they not one and the same? Just one's got raisins in them? One's got raisins in them, and that's a, that's a little, that's, that's nature's candy right in there. <laughs> okay. All right. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> This movie did not have any nature candy in it. Instead, it had Little Blue Pill and Regret. And a lot of regret. This movie sucks. And so much narration. Folks, first of all, welcome to every comedy in 2007. Oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? We watched I Think I Love My Wife, 2000 film. uh, Wow, 2000 film. 2007 film that was just not good <laughs> 2000 film <laughs> we, we switched things up a little bit yeah I'm, I'm just confused no it was just it was boring it wasn't it wasn't it fam? it was annoying <laughs> but in a very mediocre way there characters just came and went and like for what purpose i didn't feel the passion there wasn't any passion this movie is a remake of a 70s or a French new wave mm-hmm. film, um, which is apparently received so much better. Uh, I read the synopsis, synopsis and like every major beat of this movie and that movie seem to be the same. It's just that um, the 70s French film was apparently so much better. That's a weird uh, comparison. Between that being a remake of an older French movie and The Heartbreak Kid being a remake of an older movie as well. Oh my gosh, you're right. And they're both the same kind of shtick of a man that's married, hates his wife, or like wants to get rid and immediately switch and wants to cheat and have that dilemma and we're supposed to feel for him, you know? 
You know, yeah. And you know, I actually, it's funny because I guess I put the heartbreak kid out of my memory. And this whole movie, I'm like, man, like, this is just a whole movie about hating women. And that feeling was very familiar to me. And I was like, why is this so familiar to me? Oh, silly me. It's because we already watched a movie like that, and it was called The Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> now, they're both bad movies, and the the premise of them are just kind of not good, right? Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. The thing with The Heartbreak Kid is they took the sliding scale of, like, excitement, and they kept it up to the max, whether it was for their own benefit or not, whether mm-hmm. it was actually good or detrimental to the movie. It had a lot of stuff happening, action, excitement, punchlines, you know, stuff you'd find in a comedy. Yes. I think I Love My Wife had the sliding scale all the way on the other side. Oh my god. It was just nothing but a snooze fest. It was... I would rather watch The Heartbreak Kid. I would too. At least there's some sort of comedy in it. Yeah. This was so boring. I can't believe how boring this was. Like... I actually, I took a lot of notes, CJ. I'm sorry. But I think I took a lot of notes because I was so bored. <laughs> and I was like, I might as well just take some fucking notes. I don't know. No. I mean, no. What what is this movie about, Alexa? All right. So this, this is a movie about Chris Rock. I think his name is like Richie or Richard or something. Yep. And he thinks he loves his wife. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a beautiful wife who's a great mother and she prov- she provides for the family and she's smart and she's beautiful um but he can't have sex with her uh she just doesn't want to have sex with him and um and that's the thing and- women are only there for you to fuck and if they don't yeah. do that then why the fuck do we have them around they're not fulfilling that then like what's the point i want to say I, I, I should get this out of the way right here now before people continue listening if we ever blow up Alexa, I want to get on the record that this is all satirical of what oh, the two God. of us are yes. saying. Oh, God, Because these yes. clips could be yes. taken out of context so easily. Please, please, please don't ever think that we're being serious about anything here. I, I, do, <laughs> I do not hate women. I it's, promise it's you. It's the exact opposite, actually. It's the ex- yeah, it's the exact opposite in every way um no this this movie is all about how chris rock is upset because his wife won't have sex with him so he's sexually frustrated and he's like you know there are just beautiful women everywhere and i'm not single so i can't fuck them but like what am i supposed to do because nobody's having sex with me i don't know chris rock like Talk to your wife about it. They're literally in therapy. They're in couples therapy because they won't have sex because she won't have sex with him. And there's no breakthrough. I feel like Hollywood has like it's a step further from beating a dead horse in regards to the I'm married and my wife won't have sex with me trope. Like what? what is the mm-hmm. one step after you beat the dead horse? What whatever's after that? You force the dead horse to dig its own grave. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> uh, maybe especially in the mid-2000s times for movies and sitcoms. But they really wanted to have every single family have that damn trope. And it's just... Yeah. It's just no bueno. It's stupid. It's stupid and it's not funny and it's kind of sad. And, like, I, I don't know, like... Okay, you're going to sit there and you're going to say that your wife is perfect and everything about your life is perfect. You're just bored. But, like, why are you in couples therapy then? And, like, why are you constantly being mean to your wife? Like, uh, obviously, you guys either need to work something out or, like, split up because their marriage is not as healthy as the movie wants to keep telling us it is. There was definitely, like, a filter over the way they portrayed the marriage with Chris Rock with Chris Rock's exposition that made it Mm -hmm. sound like it was a lot better than what it actually showed. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if they added Chris Rock's narration over because, like, a lot of these things weren't getting across. No. Like, it makes me wonder, like, if somebody, like, if they had it without narration, because the narration in this movie is excessive. Alexa, the the narration has to be, like, written in ahead of time, I feel like. You think? Just, just... Imagine going through this movie with no narration. I thought 
thought it was unnecessary. It was, yes, but I feel like the movie would have to be shot or presented differently. Yeah, there I there guess would be that's so true. many silences in like I just I feel like it was just so very weird in that like Okay, so the movie is he's narrating the whole thing. But like who is he speaking to? You know? Cuz in movies like this if you are acknowledging the audience, then you're usually going to break the fourth wall a little bit, maybe. Maybe he'll turn to the camera and be like, hey, it's me, Chris Rock, and I don't like... Or he's narrating to tell somebody else a story. It's like a like a How I Met Your Mother situation. Like, at the end, it's like, I was narrating this because I was telling you How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of the narration? Why are you telling us all of this? You're right. There was none. Even- if I could just get it through something else i'm trying to think of any other kind of media property that has narration without like meaning and i'm falling short the office and parks and rec both have their documentation documentary style modern family as well ferris bueller day off breaks the fourth wall and but so you know they're talking to the audience yeah i just there's plenty i just can't think of it off the top of my head right now but there are plenty of media properties that have unnecessary narration i feel like we've definitely done a movie that i can't remember right now that has unnecessary narration this is episode 31 by the way we've done a a lot of movies we're starting to forget we're starting to forget our movies this is also we're going to be going on two years of doing this in a couple months so i know so um yeah so i i it's un- it's the narration is unnecessary and like literally it starts off with like like the trope of like hi yep that's me <laughs> richard record and scratch. this is my life yep and it's like and his life was I boring laughed. it was just there has to be i wouldn't I, I won't even go as far to say there has to be conflict but there has to be movement and reason to follow the characters throughout the film, right? Yeah. And I, it just, I, I wasn't gripped at all. I wasn't either, and I, I didn't understand why characters were coming and going. You know, like I didn't understand why Kerry Washington's character. So Chris Rock, we'll go through it. Chris Rock, his, he's bored with his wife, and he's bored with his life. Mm-hmm. Good rhyme. Um, So an old girlfriend of his friend that he was in love with many years ago shows up at his job one day and is like, hey, long time no see. I need like a, a recommendation letter. How does she know where he works? How does she know he can write her a recommendation letter? I don't know. I don't know why she's doing this. But she shows up and immediately is like, hey, I'm really hot. We should fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, why was she here? There was no point in her coming here or wanting to have sex with this man. And also, it seems like like there's another scene, like, um, scenes and scenes later, Chris Rock is, like, having an affair without ever actually physically doing anything with this girl he's just going on dates with her and going out to lunch and going to car shows like and just spending a lot of time with her um and he meets this other guy and he's like oh have you seen so and so i heard she's in town have you seen carrie washington and he's like oh yeah and he's like i yeah we used to date i'm in like severe therapy now and i'm afraid to ever see her again and you're like what what they but made then it, they don't go anywhere with it. Well, that was actually the punchline to a setup earlier in the movie. Oh, yeah? What, Did I miss that? I probably missed what it. What happened was when Chris Rock was telling his wife that he met Kelly. It was Kelly was the name? Yeah. Oh, Kelly is the name of his daughter. What was the name of the woman? Kerry Washington? Yeah, yeah. What's her name? I just the know movie? the actress. All oh, good. Goodness. It w- this movie w- doesn't deserve to, for us to <laughs> put in the effort to look up its character names. I just know the one man's name is Richie. So when Chris Rock tells his wife about her, Nikki, Nikki, thank you. Um, the wife goes, "Was she the one that your friend nearly k- killed himself over?" And he goes, "Yeah, but he's fine now." 
And so one, two, skip a few to that scene later on the movie. That was that friend way back. And it was that was the punchline with the, yeah, he has to stay on his meds. I missed that. I have to say, CJ, at some points in this, well, in this viewing experience, I was literally checking my work emails. That's how bored I was. I was on Twitter and in the bathroom. And then I was like, oh, I would pause okay, it when I went to the bathroom. Again. Yeah, there you go. That's something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- Steve Buscemi's in this movie. Sorry. I just had to say. But here's the thing. Steve Buscemi's in this movie, but you have a movie with Steve Buscemi and you don't let him do his Steve Buscemi thing, you know? He, you don't let him do anything. Again, he was like he's a, a dog in a slave. cage. You, you gotta let the yep. Buscemi out. You gotta let the Buscemi free. You gotta sprinkle his Buscemi goodness into your film. Get that. Get his scent on your film. It was like delicious, he was, delicious Buscemi. He was stuck. He was stuck. He was stuck, and he like only had like he had barely a personality. He was just a boss who. Fucked his, who fucked his uh, mistresses and then came home to his wife and he had a happy marriage. Like, I don't, I didn't understand what was going on. He was the character that would give advice to Chris Rock. He was that kind of, he was like the best friend, workplace friend, mentor persona. Yeah. But like all the other people that have lines this movie, he was crap as well because yes. he was saying how he has... A wonderful marriage for 17 years, but he fucks women on the side all the time. And he was actually going on a date yes. with some 22-year-old intern on the third floor. And yes. he has Viagra in the glove department. And he gives Chris Rock one because, you know, you got to make sure you can do it and do it right. Please your wife. Yeah. Okay. So, in the beginning of the movie, they show that Chris Rock and his wife are going to marriage counseling. However, their therapist, he says... It has never been married and doesn't have any kids, so she doesn't know what she's talking about. Later, Steve Buscemi is giving him advice about, one, him having affairs, but two, having sex with his wife and having Viagra. And Chris Rock is like, well, he's married and has kids, so I can trust him. I was like, no. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. That is still a bad apple, my friend. Yes. No, 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 no. Let's Steve Buscemi just wanted to get lunch. That's all he, he wanted to do. He asked so many times. Every, and it wasn't even, listen, like, funny. It could have been funny. 50, it could have had a great payout, but there was never lunch. Nothing. 50% of his lines were just, <laughs> want to get lunch? Want to get lunch? You getting lunch? You want to get lunch? This man just wants to have lunch with Chris Rock, he and does. Chris Rock just won't have it. And there was no resolution. I wish they had, like, a, a an ending scene with Chris Rock having lunch with Steve Buscemi. I feel like it would have been great. Oh, imagine, like, a summertime backyard barbecue where Ugh. where we see that the wife has another kid along the way, and Steve Ugh. Buscemi brought his family over, including all their his side pieces. I was going to say all the side pieces. <laughs> He has, like, 14 children from different moms. <laughs> See, that would have been a nice little scene. I would actually like. I would actually find that funny. <laughs> and they were all chill about it. Yeah, everybody was, like, super cool yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's totally normal. And they finally got lunch. Yeah, and they finally got lunch together. But that didn't happen. I would have liked that. That didn't happen. I would have liked that. This movie was just a series of Chris Rock being tempted over and over again, clearly from Nikki. Nikki yeah. just kind of manipulating him, having him do her bidding more or less in regards to getting her a job, uh, helping move out of her apartment that's in D.C. when they're living in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. And then finally, it just, it it's boiling, but it's more like a simmer just because the movie's still boring as all hell. Yeah, there's no stakes. With, <laughs> with Chris Rock doing the cliche thing because like we pitch we tell you what this movie's a general just about you already know the ending as a, as someone that just is a conscious breathing person you already know the ending the ending of the movie yes. he's about to do it he's about to give into temptation and chris rock is gonna have an affair with this woman but he's about to do it and then something happens and it changes his mind he becomes holier than thou and says, like, oh, I'm a great father now. I'm a great husband. And everything's fine I and normal. Up to dandy. Wrap it in a nice red little ribbon. And you're you're good to go. I personally, I, 
I was like, dude, if you're about to go this far with another woman and the only thing that stops you is you take your your tie off and it's around your head and it looks like what when you tie your tie around your head when you're playing with your kid and that's the only thing that stops you from having like a sexual affair and your fucking marriage, man. <laughs> like obviously something's not working here. It's just the communic the miscommunication is just out of control. And yes, I understand that we're talking about a movie. We're talking about a piece of fiction that is exaggerated to be comedic. But the thing is, it wasn't. It wasn't comedic. Nope. It wasn't smart writing. It was just No. It was just gobbledygook. I don't I don't think there's anything. I'm literally going over my notes and I'm trying to figure out if there's anything that you that liked. made me laugh. Well, I'll say this. Oh. While you look over the notes, yes. The, the moment you just hit on is something that I will say I did like. The moment at the very end where he put the tie around his head because he was about to take it off and do the do. Yeah. And he stopped yes. there and realized, oh, shit, I shouldn't do this. I mm-hmm. appreciated that. And maybe the, the bar is so low, that's why I'm liking it. But I <laughs> liked it a lot because in a movie chock full of fucking exposition and narration, it had none. It was You're right. It was him not talking, but seeing himself with the tie around his head and thinking back to the previous scene towards the beginning of the movie where he was playing with his kids with the tie around his head. Neither one of those scenes had that had talking was clearly cupping like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I love my wife so much. I love my kids. It was silence. And I liked that a lot. That was. And you know what? Now that you mention it, that would have been prime moment for him to be like, and in that moment, mm-hmm. I decided not to have sex. You're probably thinking <laughs> how like, I got here. <laughs> it's pretty wacky. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> the only thing that I actually laughed at, I laughed three, no, twice. I don't know if I did laugh. The first time was when, uh, in the first scene, when Chris Rock and his wife are in therapy, he's complaining that his wife wears ugly panties. And that the biggest thing on a pair of panties should be the tag. And all he wants is tag and ass. And he keeps saying, tag and ass, tag and ass. And I wrote down, tag and ass. And I looked up and I saw the therapist was also writing tag <laughs> and ass. And I was like... See, well, that, that, that's the thing. You laughed at something you did. Yeah, <laughs> you no. You were a part of that joke. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Yeah. Don't give the, the movie that thing- much credit. <laughs> the other thing is um chris rock complains that couples only have a certain certain couple of topics they talk about their marriage they talk about their kids they talk about uh rap music and then they talk about michael jackson and then they all debate which also a startling realization when this movie was out michael jackson was still alive because oh, yeah. they were talking about michael jackson in the present tense and i was like oh Shit, it is 2007, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We haven't hit we haven't hit the time. And they were just debating about how like uh how they felt about Michael Jackson. That wasn't the funny part. What I did laugh at is that scenes and scenes later, Chris Rock misses a very important meeting that he was supposed to do with Steve Buscemi and some big clients cuz he works for like a a brokerage firm or something. Um and I guess Steve Buscemi is trying to like kill time and they just cut to these investors and they're like, I don't care how good Thriller is. I don't want Michael Jackson around my kids. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a pretty good callback. There, there were inklings of, of sense into this movie, but it just keeps up coming flat in the wash, you know? No, it was not. It wasn't great. I literally have so many notes that are just like, why is she so forward? Like, talking about uh, Nikki. I'm like, why is she so forward about everything? Because a man wrote it. (sighs) Yeah, you think the people who wrote this movie have problems with women? (laughs) No, of course not. It's the women that have problems with them. Obviously, listen, I don't know anything about Chris Rock's past. I just know that he divorced his wife like two years ago. I do have something. That being said, oh, sorry. What do you have? I I, I typically in these movies, I like to keep myself blind, right? 
But while I was yeah. waiting, I did type in Chris Rock, and I just read a little blurb about him. His current wife, mind you, Chris Rock is, I think, 55 or six, 56 right now. His current yeah. wife is was born in 96. No, 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 one year older than me. He, she's one year younger than me. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Chris Rock's current wife is the average of us. I'm, that's my, my, Chris Rock and my dad are the same age. I looked at, on the Wikipedia little blurb, it said spouse, and underneath was children, and I was confused at first. I was like, oh, wait, hold on, that doesn't make sense. And I thought they were switched, but no, 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 they were real. Big hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't care for that. I don't care for that. Oh, no. Well, anyway, so that's that shows a lot because they don't get I don't think that I remember them giving the exact age of Chris Rock's character. But I I thought they said something about like how they did for Nikki. Nikki's 32. Yes. And they said something about I think they said something about how he's like you know, like, about to be 40 or something. Which, okay, whatever. If you're in your late 30s, whatever. But he knew her when they were, when he was younger in his 20s. Which means that she probably was in high school at the time. Damn. And he was like, oh, I thought she was so hot. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this makes her in high school when you thought she was hot. Red flags. Red flags! Mm-hmm. And then the other person who wrote the movie was so chris rock wrote the movie as well as louis ck red flags (laughs) just handed them out like it's candy but don't eat the candy (laughs) red flags red flag first of all like not with not even thinking about the nonsense in recent years that louis ck has has been found of doing but his entire comedy style was essentially based off of like i hate my ex-wife yeah so like of course they're gonna write a movie about how there's only two types of women and it's sexy women and nagging women yeah i mean i i yeah. I, I have nothing else to really say on top of that it, i mm. we shouldn't be as surprised as we are no becoming veteran now not amateur 2007 watchers yeah, it's just I keep like, I keep going back to the Heartbreak Kid. It's it's just a really boring version of the Heartbreak it's Kid. A really boring version. I was actually remind weird pull, but I was reminded a lot about like Escape from Tomorrow, that like oh, yeah, yeah. Disney, the Disney World gorilla style movie, where like there again another movie where there's only two type of types of women in the movie, and it's crazy like naggy wife that like doesn't want to have sex and then the a sexy seductress and all the man wants to do the whole movie is fuck like it's weird i'm glad that we are walking away from this trope I'm definitely not oh saying God, that right? we're, we're we've moved on from it, but people are starting to know better, you know. Yeah, no. I have to say, I have a whole list of things that I have, things that just didn't age well. <laughs> Let's hear. And em. so, Carrie Washington and Chris Rock. She visits him at work, and she's like, oh, do you have any singles? Like, dollars. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. So he gives her a couple dollars. Oh, my God. And she hangs out the window, which, by the way, gave me a lot of anxiety. And I know that from the outside shots, they weren't that far out of the window. But in the interior shots, they looked like they were really hanging out there. And I was freaked out. At least one cheek out at a time. Oh, God, I hated it. So she's, like, throwing singles out the window, and she's like, come watch the fish. And it, they're watching people, like, be re- like be absolutely ridiculous getting these, these dollars. Like, people are throwing their fucking briefcases and, like, diving for it. Okay, whatever. It was stupid. I didn't laugh, yeah. but it was harmless. Yep. But then they're like, oh, there goes the homeless guy. And they're like, 
teasing the homeless man and then the homeless man doesn't get it and they're like oh better luck next time homeless man and i'm like you're this is mean this is fucked up and none of this is endearing yeah you're right that was just straight up cruel i didn't care for that i didn't care for the scene where so uh nikki tells chris rock oh come meet me at this club because i'm going on a date with this guy named compassion and he's uh i want you to meet him and he's like okay and he's like but i have to have dinner with my wife she's like oh just make up some sort of fight just have a fight with her so stupid so then chris rock the next scene is chris rock yelling like screaming at his wife because she made chicken for dinner and he's like we always have chicken you know what if i want to eat other meats and she's like you like chicken though and he's like i don't like chicken i'm like this is a whole scene of chris rock gaslighting his wife and for what for what it's almost scary to think about that this was written to possibly be funny to people and that there mm-hmm. are people I've read reviews that would laugh at stuff like this, like oh, with with God. no kind of wherewithal and hindsight to look at the God. picture of what's happening. Awful. And then um, later, he says after um, he gets in a fight with his wife and he breaks it off with Kerry Washington. He says that looking at other women just made him mad oh after that. It wasn't like he was ha- he was having sexual feelings about them now. Now he was being mad and he was like looking at all these women just like living their lives and like walking like walking down the street and he's like, what are you looking at, bitch? Can't you do that later? Can't you send a text and not be on your phone? Then there's like a random girl who walks past with a with uh not in nothing but lingerie and a briefcase, which I thought was kind of amusing because I was like. It's ridiculous to have this lingerie woman walking down the street with a briefcase and nobody cares. He turned into so a full-on incel. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. He turns into an incel because he can't have sex with women because nobody wants to have sex. His wife doesn't want to have sex with him, but he he's too sexually frustrated to have sex with anybody else. So then he's literally becoming, like, very creepily angry at women for no reason and i was like oh good he's a fucking incel now mm-hmm. i hated that i hated that the message that Kerry washington gives out is essentially you're going to be a better person once you get married and you're going to tone down yourself and then like if once you strap yourself down then like you can grow up as a person because you got married shut up you don't have to be married who cares i hated that and i hated and i mean I know that I'm speaking about this in a way that, like, I don't have my own um, experience with this. But did you notice how anti-black this movie was? It was, um, it was there. It was weird. Yeah. It was very weird. It was, like, the whole time, like, Chris Rock was just apologizing for being a black person. Even to the point where, like, so, Kerry Washington looks at all of, chris rock's music and she's like oh all you listen to is is black people music why don't you you know white people make good music too which was weird and then like later he's listening to like classic rock with his daughter and it and his wife like gets mad and she's like what are you listening to and it's like painted as if like the naggy wife is in the wrong for liking black music and like it was just very strange and just like a lot of like oh, how dare black people have rap music and how dare people, you know, say the N-word to each other. I'm not black. I don't, I, I don't, there might be nuance to this, but the whole time I was like, why is Chris Rock this whole movie just apologizing for being a black person? It was very strange. Uh, yeah, I agree. And this is a good segue because I want to read to you an Amazon review. Oh, please do. This is a one-star Amazon review from... Honeybear Goldstein. The review was made December 12th in 2020. They gave it a one star and they titled the comment. Wait, that was less. That was a little over a month Mm -hmm. ago. They gave it a one star review titled it racist movie. And they said in this movie, when the camera pans to quote beautiful unquote women, none of them are white. When the wife and Rock discuss white people, she admonished him to spell the word white like it's a dirty word. 
Now, imagine if a white person did that regarding blacks. Howls of outrage would peel the paint off the walls. Chris Rock Wait. can't let <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock can't let race go, even when Hollywood and TPTB reward him with lucrative movie deals when he is no longer funny, relevant, or remotely handsome. <laughs> Whoa, that, so, that took such a turn! So here's us describing how we think one thing, and this reviewer comes on Amazon and thinks that they're being racist towards white people. CJ, I was so on board. I was like, yeah, this is like really kind of racist. And then even when it was like when it turned, when it like showed other women, Mm -hmm. I was just about to say like, oh, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, when they show other women being hot, they don't show a lot of other black women aside from Nikki. But this girl's like, there are no hot white women. How dare he? Like, wow, that took a turn. That took a turn. I was not expecting that. What a twist. Honey Bear has some hot takes. Honey Bear has some hot takes, man. Holy shit. That just blew my mind. I wasn't expecting that. You know what? I'll leave it at that. That's our one and only Amazon review. Yeah? Fuck that. I did re in my research, in my attempt at research, because there's not much about this movie, um, I was just like, I was desperately grasping at straws to find <laughs> anything for this movie. Because like, one, there's not a lot of like production notes. But two, like, this movie just wasn't working for me. And I was like, why? Like, What's, what am I not getting here that I hate it? So I'm like looking for for anything. And I found this very weird article from some website called Crossroads, which is a Christian article, a Christian newsletter or a Christian website. Okay. That's the title of the article was something along the lines of like, I think I love my wife by Chris Rock has some truth in it today. And I was like, what could a Christian newsletter possibly have to say about this movie? And this was written recently, if not within the past year. So, uh, I I can ima- I can totally see that being something they would write because I will not read any verbatim because I closed the tab, but I did breeze through some of the five star reviews on Amazon, and people were saying this was a great commentary of a marriage in modern day and i'm like and like people are saying there's chick flicks now there's finally a man flick and i'm like uh this is if my marriage ever turns out like this cj tell me to get a divorce truly Save me and save my future <laughs> yeah. spouse. Because this is this is grim. It is. If people are saying that this is what marriage is, this is fucking grim. Um anyway, this Christian website is like, oh, it has some truth in it today. I'm like, oh, do tell. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, this is you know, a tale of how, you know, men need sex. <laughs> and and as a dutiful <laughs> wife, you must give your husband what he needs and what he needs is sex and it is sinful of the wife to not give in to her husband's desires and thus at the end when they have sex it is truly a, a wonder and i was like okay oh my god cool christians and there was another wilding. one uh when i was on imdb christians do be wild <laughs> they, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> there was another article or another article, another review on IMDb that was essentially like something along the lines of like it gave it like a really high review. And they were like, this is not a comedy. This is a true life drama. And I was like, what about true life drama? Was it when um, he took Viagra and had an adverse reaction and had an erection for over four hours? So he had to be taken in the ambulance and then they had to graphically draw blood from his penis? Was that the true life drama? Now, viewers, what we just said might seem like something that was funny and like a good bit. But I assure I you, they did you. not do it justice and it was just cringy and awkward. It was awkward and it was painful, both in cringe and in seeing 
like it looked painful i am not a person with a penis i do not know what that would be like however just the idea of getting a needle shoved in there and getting blood drawn absolutely not seems like it shit hurting i feel like only people that are into vampires would be down for that i guess i don't know would you want to I don't. I mean, I'm not into vampires. Yeah, me I guess, neither. I guess not. I've never even thought about that. Wait, hold on. We didn't even talk about the ending. I have to talk about this ending. Let's sometime. talk about the ending. So, okay, as we said, Chris Rock, he's about to go have sex with Nikki because Nikki's like, I'm engaged to this boring man because you don't want to be with me. So instead of being happy, I'm going to settle down with this boring man that I don't like because that's what you told me that marriage is. Girl, you're 32. Grow the fuck up. You know what marriage is. Anyway, she's like, oh, I want to see you to have like one last goodbye, which means that she just wants to have sex with him once and then they'll be done with each other. So he is about to and then he regrets it and then he runs away with all this stuff and he runs home to his wife and his wife is like oh my gosh i've missed you honey i love you and the two of them are like talking and then all of a sudden they start breaking into song yeah and they just start singing singing to each other they were not singing to a tune like the back their the background music was not synced to them at all and they were singing clear and it and clearly speaking. sounded like their voices switched from talking on that couch to talking in a studio oh my god, yes. and that they were clearly like lip dubbing it oh my god and cj <laughs> it was such a shocking change of audio because again you can clearly hear that like it sounds like a song is about to start. However, listeners, this wasn't a musical. So imagine our confusion as all of a sudden the audio switches as if they're about to break out into song at, in the very last few minutes of the movie. Why did they do that? And don't, again, don't get mistaken. This sounds like something that could be absurdist and funny out of left field. Just like the whole Viagra thing. But no, this was just God. weird with a bad taste. It was so not good. It was so weird. It was so weird. And then I was like trying to figure out again, because I'm grasping at straws in research. And I'm like, maybe this is like a parody of a song. And maybe like I'm just, they made a joke and I missed it. And they're trying to call back to an earlier joke and now they're singing or like they're singing to a to a song that's already existed and they have just reworked the words but no it's an original song written by Chris Rock and Louis CK mm-hmm. and song is in very large quotes cuz that was not it a was song it was like spoken word to a beat it was like if me and CJ just decided to think up of, of a song and like try to sing it together on the spot obviously it would not work and then somebody attempted to put a backing track behind it but it didn't work you really put me on pressure here right now i was really (laughs) debating on just starting it but no no not today no you really almost had me there alexa you almost got me to sing you motherfucker (laughs) one day my buddy (laughs) (laughs) this movie is I'm trying to think of a better cereal analogy. Okay, you take a piece of toast out of the toaster, and then you dip it in mm. your bathtub, and then you eat that. That's, no. That is this movie, Foul. right? Foul. Awful. It's bathtub water uh, toast. It is. There were two um, actors in this movie. First of all, you know, that ESPN guy was in this movie. Yeah. For a hot second. Yeah. And, and I looked and I was like, oh, was he like trying to be an actor before he became a sports commentator? No. This is his only movie. <laughs> he was just like, yo, Chris Rock, put me in this one. Like, so why? It. And why this it. one? I was like, Yeah, oh, he picked a okay. bad one to be in. But... And then, and then, wait, this, this, was, this was the biggest red flag. This should have really just set the tone of how the rest of the movie was going to go. So Chris Rock decides... Apropos of nothing, he's going to go buy a new shirt to make him feel better. So he goes into Armani and a, a 
shop worker at like a podium turns around and says, can I help you with anything? Do you know who fucking turned around, CJ? Who was it? Fucking Matthew Morrison, Will Schuster of Glee fame. That man, Will Schuster, should be in jail. That was Matthew Morrison? Oh my goodness. Yes, it was. I would recognize that criminal's face anywhere. That was like a one-line character. It was a one. I think he was just getting into into film. Wow. It wouldn't be for another, I think, two years before he unleashed his villainous character, <laughs> Will Schuster, onto the world. Ugh. He unleashed him, and then many moons later, he would be the live-action musical Grinch. You gotta love him. You gotta God, love Matthew I saw Schu- him and I was like, Shoemaker. no, no, not Will Schuster. I can't believe he's in this. Not Mr. Shoe. Terrible. I hated that. I hated that the music was so on point. Like, it was so mm-hmm. on point. Like Bismarck. The, the first, yes. The first song is like, I don't know, something about how he's in love, but not in love. But the the best is when they go to DC to pick up all of her stuff and her boyfriend, her crazy ex is not supposed to be home. They play that song that's like, but you say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, and then, you. Oh, no, you gotta say it. You like got he what sings you it. Need. He's like, oh, baby, <laughs> you. Yeah, what I need. This man's in tears on the track, and I love it. I do love that song. I can't lie. But, like, then the boyfriend comes over, and she's like, no, he's just a friend. I'm like, yeah, dude, listen to the soundtrack that's happening behind this movie. And then, and then, and then this boyfriend freaks out, punches Chris Rock, and then the police come, and then he shoots two police officers, and aside from, and and Carrie Washington and Chris Rock get away with absolutely no consequences, and the only other thing that we hear about this is there's, like, a a newscast that Chris Rock sees in the background on News 12 for, like, 30 seconds. There was, there was no consequences to anybody's actions in this movie. Yep. Yep. Terrible. It's a Poopy Garbo movie. Poopy Garbo movie. I didn't care for it. Anyway, here's some fun facts, I guess. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Um, so the budget was $11 million. It made... Uh, my research gave me a very specific number. $13,196,245. That is specific. So it was technically a success. Mm unfortunately but only by two grand there's a night it's it has a 19 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah it's low it's awful yeah. and every review is like it's so boring i can't believe chris rock wrote this and directed it like he because i mean at this point like chris rock is like at his prime like this is prime chris is rock really he's prime got like rock? a lot I would say, like, this is, tr- this is, we're going, I mean, we're coasting towards the end of his peak, mm-hmm. but I would say we're still pretty prime, it's pretty prime rock time. Would you count Madagascar as him being out of his prime? No, I say it's in his Interesting. prime. Interesting, okay. Well, because at this point, DreamWorks was own was casting, I would say, pretty high profile stars yeah. as their leads. And like I remember like a lot of the promo for Madagascar was about the stars in the movie. Oh my god. And was all what? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just realized who are the two main stars in Madagascar? <gasps> Chris Rock Ben Stiller and Chris and Rock. Ben Stiller, who are the two main characters of the two movies from two thousand seven that are bad about a husband wanting to cheat on his wife. The Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid, and I Think I Love My yeah. Wife. Wow. Do you think they discussed I think, this? I think 2007 as a year was an inside job. Oh, it was <laughs> terrible. We, we are finding so many intricacies. Wow. Interesting, inter- at, we are finding so many intricacies. I can't yes. say that word. Intrica, intrica, tricky boobies. We are finding so many <laughs> We're of them. We are finding so many tricky and boobies. And Chris Rock's character is jealous because all he wants are some boobies, and he can't get it. He can't get any boobies. No boob for him. I can't believe this. 
Wow. Yeah. What a life. I wish we were watching Madagascar right now. Um, it was directed by Chris Rock as well. It was originally slated to be Charles Stone III, who, amongst other things, directed the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon. Um, and he was the genius behind the Budweiser Was Up ad. You know, oh, what's up? Wow. So, genius. Um, and he's still making movies and doing TV and stuff like that. So good for him. It was co-wrote by Louis C.K. and Chris Rock. Um, some other 2007 connections. Very little, actually. Because you know how a lot of other movies, we have a lot of 2007 connections. Mm-hmm. Not so much with this. We only have Chris Rock, who is also in the B movie. Yes. And Steve Buscemi, who was in Chuck and Larry. Yes. And that's it. Steve Buscemi was also in... Good morning, Baltimore. Right? Was that him or no? No, 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 no. That was uh, that was the Walkinator. That was Chris. That Walken. was Chris Walken. Sometimes I think there are two sides of the same coin. I, you know, they are definitely brothers from another yeah, mother. Yeah, dude. They're they're and two I'd like to great meet that character mother. actors with some. Ooh. <laughs> that mother would have some stories. <laughs> that mother has some stories and probably some very crazy. I eyes. can't picture Christopher Walken anything but like the ancient old man he is right now so even as a kid <laughs> i just picture him old as a kid like benjamin button style oh oh no you gotta look up some old photos of chris okay, is he hot so do you know why i Christopher feel like he's w- gonna be hot if you're telling me this um he's okay i mean he's like a he's like a handsome okay. guy i guess but you know why he styles his hair like that oh, you right? told me elvis right yes he loves mm-hmm. elvis he wants to be elvis Many, many old photos of him really trying hard to be good Elvis. Shit. That's some good stuff. Very good. I didn't like this movie. So you Wait, you didn't? You? <laughs> what? Oh my yeah. god. Call me, call me crazy, call me crazy, and then while you call me crazy, make sure that song that goes, does that make me crazy, yeah. play it in the background, yeah. just to drive home how crazy I this am. This movie is you know. not worth much. I'll say that. No, it's it's a Garbo. It's a Garbo movie. It hates women. It's weirdly anti-black. Unless you're Honey Bear, then it's anti-white. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, Honey Bear. And I think, I think that's it. We don't really need to give it too much more it. of our time, you know? No. You know what does need more of our what? time? I conducted a survey. Ooh. Well, our social media conducted a survey mm-hmm. this past week. Um... Referring to the film we watched in the past episode, Shrek the Third, because CJ and I discussed the attractiveness of Shrek, and I had to know, what do other people think about Shrek? Because over the weekend, it was my roommate's birthday, and my roommate and I, and another friend of ours, who it was also her birthday, we all watched Shrek together, and my roommate Kira and I talked about how Shrek is hot. And to think otherwise is straight culture. And she declared this with her full chest. And you know what? I say she's right and she should say it. However, here the results are in, mm-hmm. CJ. Yes, I, I uh, wait eagerly. On Twitter, I did on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, I asked, is Shrek hot? 58% said yes. Wow. 58. 58. This is out of 26 votes. Question two, is human Shrek hot from Shrek I remember two? I voted yes on this one. Who wouldn't? Because 81% oh, said yes. Wow. That's higher than I thought. So then, a, a lot higher than I thought, truthfully. But then you know what? It's warranted and deserted. Then I asked who was hotter. Ogre Shrek, human Shrek, or neither. Human Shrek won by 68%. And insultingly so, more people voted neither than Ogre <laughs> See, Shrek. I can accept that. I, I, I can understand that statistic. Ridiculous. So then we, we go to Instagram, which has much more interesting evidence. We had more votes. And question one, is Shrek hot? 79% said yes. Oh my goodness. Question two, is human Shrek hot? Only 61% said yes. 39% said no. Wow. 
And CJ, when asked who is hotter, Human Shrek or Ogre Shrek, 67% said Ogre Shrek. So we, this research gone out the window. We don't know what the answer is. Completely inconclusive. To me, it shows that people who use Twitter want to fuck Human Shrek, <laughs> but people who use Instagram are a much different breed of, of horny. What does and that you know say what? I'm about here our to respect society. their wishes. The dichotomy <laughs> of Twitter and Instagram. You know that meme that's got like that futuristic city and it's like society. <laughs> yeah. If everyone believed that Ogre Shrek was the hottest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's what the world Anyway, thank you for everybody for conducting for being a part of the survey that we have conducted. Um the jury is still out. However, in both in both surveys, Twitter and Instagram, more people thought Shrek was hot than not. All right. So congrats. All right. Yeah. Congrats, Congra- Shrek. Congratulations, Shrek, no matter which variation you are in currently. Yes. You're hot regardless, apparently. It's 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 the personality. Yeah. I mean, and the personality the doesn't personality. change between the two forms. No. No. I have to say, when we were watching Shrek over the, over the weekend... We came to, I, I had a, a few minutes of crisis because we were like, how old is Shrek? He's obviously not a young man, but I wouldn't say he's old either. So at first, we thought, right now, uh, 45, I think. I think I looked 40, 45. But at the time, he was 32 and Fiona was 29 in the first movie. We did deep research because at first they told us that Shrek was 40 and Fiona was 20. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Red flags. And I was very upset for about five minutes. I was very drunk, but it was I was very upset for a solid five minutes. And then I was like, no, no, no. Incorrect. We must do a deep dive. He's 40 now. That's what it is. He's 40 now. Wow. But at the time he was 32. I'm surprised. I'm okay. I'm not surprised. I'm happy that you did like in-depth research to come come to this answer i was very worried for Mm -hmm. a moment okay i did not i did not care for a 20-year age yeah but i don't know where this one person got 20 from for fiona she was 29 all right i think that's enough shrek talk (laughs) and i think it's enough there is never enough (laughs) shrek talk i wish we would have been talking about shrek this whole time (laughs) instead of chris rock and i think i love my wife i think it's time we just wrap up this whole episode alexa (sighs) so i can watch so i can watch shrek yeah there you go (laughs) um all right y'all um follow us on our socials every 2007 comedy instagram twitter who knows maybe we'll put up some more polls Mm. about the hotness of shrek really that's my only passion right now i guess um also rate and review us on itunes and tell your friends about us we're getting we're getting old we're getting old two almost two years doing Mm -hmm. this um and i mean i just learned that our youtube videos have quite a few thousand views some of them some of them have six some of them have six but some of them have like three thousand and that is a big deal to me so thank you um tell your friends share 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 us share us and thank you gina yes yes i'm talking to you gina this time not the fake genas in the prior past times i've been this (laughs) one's the real deal gina thank you so much for letting us use your song 20 something off of your album yellow yes uh subscribe to her on spotify as of um right now she has a new uh single coming out by the time you're listening to it it will already have been out and you better have already listened to it it's called lemon drop if you haven't listened to it yet listen to it friends and watch the music video and do all that good shit and now listeners alex and i uh, as she said we've been doing this podcast for uh, quite a bit now where we've reached 30 yes. episodes this is episode 31 and in one more episode, we will have as many episodes as Shrek was in years when he Correct. rescued Fiona. And yes. I believe, if I do my math correctly, this episode should be the one that will take us over a thousand separate plays 
on Whoa. the audio resources, which is a big deal. It's a big it's deal. It's a big deal. We're very excited. And so we are celebrating that, you know, the best we can. And I think, y'all, if you like this podcast, tell us you like it. Hit us up on our socials. Tell us what movie you want us to watch next. Because I thought yes. we were going to be like maybe halfway done with the movies, but I don't even think we're a third. <laughs> no, there's so Why many. Why are there so many CJ movies? Went- CJ texted me, he's like, oh, we should be getting, like, towards the halfway point. And I just sent him, like, a, a video of me scrolling through all of it the titles ridiculous. that we haven't done yet. <laughs> Hi, yeah, guys. so if you so like... Please, if you recommendations. Like, if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Yes. Tell an enemy. Not tell enough. your uh, Amazon Alexa. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get it away from Uh, here well well lads we will will see see you all all in in oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i got you on that one fucker Oh, seven.